Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Exit Row Podcast, a place where you can learn about tools, techniques, strategies, and professionals who can help you exit your company, your business, into a great retirement. And we define a great retirement as one where you are exiting your company when you want, with the income that you want, and you've predetermined a purpose so that you're doing the things that are important to you with the people who are important to you. I'm Frank Warren, occasional racing driver, coffee junkie, and bow tie wearing business exit and succession planning ninja. And uh, I'm the uh, associate director of Seabrook Wessex, a South Carolina-based company that uh, consults in uh, with um, uh, lower mid-market uh, family-owned companies um, on uh, issues such as uh, exit planning and uh, succession planning, uh, as well as uh, increasing the value of their companies and uh, doing some pre-sale uh, due diligence, uh, at least the non-legal uh, uh, aspects of those things. And uh, uh, as we get, we, we're, we are well into Q4 and, of 2021, and as we are heading toward the end of the year, in fact, this is Thanksgiving week as I'm recording this, um, as we get down toward the end of the year, um, we're dedicating our episodes for the Exit Row podcast to um, tips and ideas to um, help you um, uh, do some tweaking to your lap, to your planning for 2022 and um, help you to hit the ground running with some important ideas. And one of those things that we think is really important to look at is um, uh, the things that drive the value of your company. Um, one day you're going to sell your company uh, or your company is going to be sold to somebody. Hopefully you get to do it while you're alive and get to enjoy the, the benefits of, uh, of cashing out. Um, but uh, the, the, there are a number of elements that make up the, uh, the worth of the business that you have built. And um, we think one of the most important of those, which we'll discuss today, is the uh, is your customer base? What makes it up? Um, uh, you know who your customer, who your profile customer is. Uh, what what are the goods or services that they are buying? Are they repeat customers? Um, is um, uh, and you know what kind of volume are they um, are they doing with you on the average? Now, you know, when, uh, um, when somebody comes in and they're interested in buying your company, uh, they're going to look at that. Uh, if, they're, if they're strategic buyers, if they're financial buyers and they're planning on breaking up the company and selling off the assets, uh, which raises a whole another uh, question because somebody who's interested in breaking up your company and selling off the assets is maybe interested in taking you out of the picture uh, as a uh, as a company, and it may be that your company is worth more to them uh, for some other reason than the company itself. It may be uh, you're eating in a market share or something. But let's say that they are that they are planning on buying your company with the intent of operating it. Um, they're going to look at that customer base. They're going to look at 
uh, how many people or how many uh, buying units make up that customer base. They're going to look at um, uh, how long your average customer stays with you. Uh, and then uh, something that may slip your attention, but will not slip theirs, is they're going to look at um, uh, where the largest concentration of your business volume by revenue is. Um, you may have heard of um, uh, Pareto's Law. Uh, it's also called the 80-20 Rule. And the, the, the story goes that um, Vilfredo Pareto, who was a, was a great economist, um, one day was looking at his, uh, he, he liked to garden in his backyard, and he, he, he was growing some peas in his garden, and he looked at his pea patch, and, and um, it occurred to him that 80% of the yield in his, uh, in his pea patch was coming from 20% of his plants. And so he had, it was one of those aha moments, and, he's, and, he, and, and from there, he began looking at the rest of the world and the rest of the universe and saw that 80% of production comes from 20% or less of, um, uh, of the producing actors. So um, if you look at your company, the great likelihood is if you have, particularly if you have a lower mid-market company, uh, and, and you may be wondering what a lower mid-market company is. It's not precisely defined, but the definition that we, we use is if you, have a, um, uh, if you have earnings of $2 million EBITDA to uh, $100 million EBITDA. And it's not precise, uh, and that's earnings before, um, uh, before uh, interest depreciation, um, uh, Taxes and amortizations, and you, um, if you, if you, um, if you're smaller than that, but you're an established company, it's still probably gonna going to apply. So if 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 um, if you have eighty percent of your business coming from twenty percent or less of your customer or client base, you've got a problem. Because um, if, um, if a quarter of those drop out, that's a hit. Um, so, so what do you do? Um, one of the things you can do is to um, find out who the profile is of that 80%. Uh, 20% that is buying 80% of your uh, goods or services. And then start marketing after more of those people and expand the numbers of those people. Conversely, if you look at the other end of your customer base, you're going to find probably, in almost every case, there, there are exceptions, I understand, but in almost every case, you're going to find that... Um, 20% or less of your clients are causing 80% of your um, quantifiable, unnecessary expenses uh, in, uh, in, serving, uh, in serving customers. Um, um, and there's a law that says um, uh, 
that was coined by um, Ronald Baker, who wrote a great book um, entitled um, uh, Pricing on Purpose. And Baker's, Baker came up with Baker's Law. And Baker's Law is that bad customers drive away good customers. So one of the things that you will probably find with the 20% of your customers that are taking an inordinate amount of time and energy and money to serve is that by serving those clients and customers, you are taking away time that could be expended on the people in the middle or the the, the buying units in that in that twenty percent that's giving you eighty percent of your volume. You could you could be working on converting more of the of the people in the middle, if you will, to um, uh, to 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 be the type of, of of good customers and good clients that are uh, making eighty percent of your um, of your purchases. So um, so you've got to be intentional about that, and sometimes that means saying to some nice people who don't mean to be a pill um, that um, you, that they would be better served by somebody else. And in fact, you can actually do a good thing at Christmas time and, and uh, 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 give a gift to somebody who could use that kind of business that's in that bottom 20%. So um, don't try to don't think that it's it's get as many customers as you can. It's the quality of the customers. And that is one that is a thing that again it will is going to increase the value um, of your company. So um, uh, and this is something that you need to convey to everybody in your organization. You want to treat everybody with respect. But you want to make sure that you empower your people to um, to say no to customers that are not um, uh, that are not the best customers for you. And how do you do that? You teach them to say yes to the right ones, and that means making sure that while you know and you've defined who the uh, who the profile um, ideal customer or client is. You have to convey that to everybody who's going to have contact with the, with that kind of person. And um, if you have a marketing team, if you have a sales team, um, people who are um, who are involved in um, customer or client care, um, make sure that you have defined to them what that good profile client is, and um, and that they know that they are empowered to to expend more time serving that client, so that that client stays with you. The ones that are taking up too much time at the um, at the back end are the ones that you you want to be respectful and nice to, but you want to ease those people out as soon as you reasonably can, and that's going to allow you to uh, to move forward and to uh, to do some uh, some great things. So. Um, and you know, while we're on that topic, you know, to a really great degree, that also applies inside your organization and how you do your performance reviews. And if you, um, in one of our recent um, 
episodes, we talked about the importance of performance reviews, um, not just to do them because everybody does them, but to use them as at once as a tool to um, to assess where your company is. Uh, so you you know the people that you need to cultivate and the and the people that you need to help leave, but also as a as a coaching tool so that the people who you need to cultivate are getting the attention that they uh, that they need to get. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. So as we um, uh, finish, uh, as we move into December, our last month of Q4. Um, Again, if you've not done your strategic planning for next year, uh, do two things. One, immediately block out some time to do that. And yes, I know it's a busy holiday season, but um, uh, the, 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 the blind squirrel finding the acorn method is not the way to, to is not a good strategy for growing your company or your brand. So you need to take some time. Uh, even if it's just a matter of taking a, a half a day, I would suggest taking a whole day. Uh, get off by yourself at a Starbucks or something, and uh, and and just assess where your company is and where you want to be. You know, define the result first, and then work back. Um, and then also make a note so that you're not waiting till the end of the year to. Uh, to 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 do it much earlier because really the best time to to do your strategic planning for the following year and that again helps to build the value of your company because you've got something thoughtful going on uh, you, really the best time is um, uh, at the uh, end of spring early early summer and by midsummer you should have completed the process and the process means you've done the planning you've, you've defined your objectives. You've laid out what this, uh, what it's going to take to reach those objectives, and then you communicated it to every stakeholder that needs to know. Uh, because if you're trying to do this by yourself and and just you know barking out orders, it's not going to happen. You need your team to embrace um, to to embrace that plan and to embrace it as a um, as a mission where everybody, to use a hackney phrase, is taking ownership. So, um, and uh, going back again to our topic for today, one of the biggest places that you want to plan for is uh, is planning to expand that eighty uh, that uh, that group of twenty percent that's giving you eighty percent of your good business and revenues, and uh, instead of having um, the uh, bad clients chasing out the good ones, uh, you want to expand the number of good clients so that you're not um, so that you're chasing out the bad ones and not taking any more in. So with that, um, uh, have a great um, uh, have a great rest of your week. And um, uh, if uh, you're listening to this before Christmas, have a great Christmas and keep having fun on the road to world domination. I'm Frank Warren. Have a great day.